Sorry. All right. So, hi, I'm Zach. I am a college student at SLCC. I have called you guys out to Facebook to talk about how drag is being attacked by government officials, um, banning drag shows because of acts that drag queens or drag kings may have or may have not performed, which they haven't because everyone knows we love a good drag show. So I just wanted to get your opinions on what you guys think about that, like how it's affecting, you know, the society that we live in, how it's affecting, you know, the children that we, you know, see every day. I mean, they're children. They don't, they don't have a say, but the government thinks they do. What is your opinion on that? Um, honestly, you want to start? So, um, so ever since I was a little girl, um, or little NB, I guess, I have always, always, always looked up to both, um, drag queens and drag kings in all of the shows that I've been to. I have never been harmed. In fact, I've been the safest I've ever been. And for me, it's a little bit of a sad subject because, in almost every single drag show, there's just so much like education about the um about our community and how we are able to um to rep um to represent ourselves. And that is definitely a very important thing for me. Yeah, I understand that. Like I my first drag show ever, I went to Rochester. Um I saw Morticia Monroe and Natalie Pizdale at the spirit room. And it just, you know, struck my heart because I've, I've never seen something like that, you know, where people are like drag queens and drag kids sit together and just put coins. That's what they do for money. And it's like for the government to say, oh, we have free speech and oh, but yet you're taking away that free speech from us because you're just banning drag shows and all of a sudden you just think it's okay for you to just step in and be like, but it's for the safety of the children. But yet you're also banning trans healthcare and you know other stuff that can potentially affect their children. Like you're killing off our children. And it oh. just, did you have something to add? Yeah, I feel like this is um, very important for children to understand too because this is also the reality of today's world. Um, it's really um, important for these kids to grow up knowing everything and people nowadays seem to be keeping things from kids. This is one of the biggest issues that happened to this society. And this is one of the topics that they seem to be keeping away from these children. I do agree with that. Um... Currently, I'm going to hand it over to our wonderful drag queen, Coco Dove, to see if what their opinion on this, um, this lawsuit or whatever it is. How do you feel about that? So I have a lot of opinions. Same. I've been practicing the art form of drag for about 13 years now. I've been in it for a long time. I've met hundreds of people, thousands of people throughout this journey. Um, I've had tons of situations happen, but I've never had anything this terrifying happen to not only myself, but to the entire drag community. 
I've never seen something like this in my 13 years of practicing the art form of drag. Drag used to be very underground when I first started. It was something that we created to not be seen. It was something for us, for our community. It was our way of showcasing each other to each other and just having a good time. Now that drag is in the mainstream, people who don't appreciate difference, diversity, um, it scares them and they don't want their culture that they have created and that they're comfortable with to be changed in any way. So they're not willing to learn. They're not willing to educate themselves. And regarding these laws, not only do I think it is a lot of legislators attempts to throw scripture into legislation, I think it is their way of silencing the people that are marginalized, that have voices that aren't as loud we're using our voices now and it's freaking them out because they're not gonna be getting their way anymore. We've been silenced for too long and we're showing that we exist and we would like equal rights. And that's, it doesn't go against their narrative that they wanna go with. So that's just a little, little bit on it. But if anybody has been keeping up with the South Carolina laws, specifically Bill H3616, um, unfortunately, I actually inspired that law. So, I perform every year at Famously Hot South Carolina Pride. Um, and every year, I actually oh. have two children as well, biological children of mine. And every year they like to come on stage with me. I let my daughter pick out what song she wants to do. I pull her up on stage, we have a good time. So last year, that's what we did. She picked out what song she wanted to do, brought her up on stage, we boogied, we had a good time. And as far as we knew, it was just a nice family day out. Um, little did we know there was a legislator in the audience filming the entire thing. Uh, they sent the video to Fox News. Um, you may have seen it on Fox News. It was aired nationally. Um, you may have seen Kitty Demure do an interview. I was the lady dancing with a child on stage with the pretty red hair. That was me. Um, they were labeling me a pedophile. They were labeling me a child groomer saying that I picked up this random kid and I was perversely dancing with them on stage. If you watch the video that I had recorded and posted, you would see that it is the complete opposite. And nobody was even interested in speaking with me regarding the video. It was my own child. This is something we do, it's something we love. I started practicing drag before my children were even born. So it's always been in their lives. It's just the art form that their mother practices, just like a mother who paints, a mother who acts, a mother who sings. They wanna be a part of their mother's creativity sometimes. Well, the video that was circulated on Fox News has also been circulating within the South Carolina State House. And the House representative that presented the bill said that seeing me perform on stage with a child inspired him to bring up the bill. So we have until May 11th to change these people's minds or the bill is unfortunately gonna pass. And then doing drag in public will be illegal or doing drag in any venue that isn't restricted 18 and up will be illegal. You can get a child sex crime felony. You can get up to uh, 10 years in prison. You can get a $5,000 fine. It is ridiculous. So anybody listening, if you have not yet contacted your legislators to explain why you think this is unjust, unjust, you need to do so. I find that really, you know, offensive to me because I'm an aspiring drag queen. Like I literally have watched drag 
ever since I went to my first drag show and I thought that's what I want to do you know that is what I really want to do and me being a part of me being in New York like we're a free state and it just seems like it's going to go worldwide because all these people standing up and saying oh they're making my child traumatized because what they see on stage is like but yet your child doesn't know and you have to teach them while they're young because when they grow up and they're going to see that they're going to be like mommy mommy what who is that what is that and they're just going to turn into what we have nowadays is people who are like homophobic transphobic you know yeah i think a lot of the narrative um with the people who oppose the existence of drag performers i think the narrative is being kind of worked a little bit i think mm -hmm. they're trying to Absolutely. put it off. drag performers are trying to brainwash our children drag performers mm -hmm. convert our children to be queer um, which obviously is not the case. Anybody who knows drag performers knows that is not the case. Um, parents should be allowed to expose their children to LGBTQIA plus art forms because LGBTQ plus people exist. LGBTQ plus parents exist. LGBTQ plus families exist. We just want to be normalized in everyday society. We don't want to be looked at in public and have fingers pointing at us. Yo, look at that. Look at that lesbian family. Look at that trans family. That's so weird. We just want to be looked at as regular families. We want to be looked at as regular people. And we want our art to be appreciated like all the other kind of mediums out there. Right. And, yeah. Um, Archer, uh, thanks, Coco, for sharing. Archer, do you have any opinions on this or anything oh. else? Uh, like Miss Coco, I have plenty. Trust me. Um, first of all, uh, Ms. Funko, I want to apologize for that because I can't imagine how that made you feel um, seeing that coming up, that narrative being pushed about you. Um, I actually did not know that that was you, but I have been keeping up with um, the drag le legislation that's been going on in you know all the states that's been happening, but I hate to know that that was rooted um, with an event that happened to you. I hate that, actually, from one drag performer to another. I am so sorry. It's and okay. So, <laughs> We're going to um, get together. Exactly. We will prevail. We always have. Um, so my, my whole thing on this is I don't know if people realize or if they even care um, the people that are making these legislations, probably more likely the latter, that they don't particularly care. But it's honestly just an insult. Us. That really is all it is. It is a slap in the face, an insult, not only to the drag performers of today, like me and Miss Coco, but also to the ones that came before us, the ones that fought for our right to be out in public, to be seen, to be who we are, so on and so forth. Um, I have two queens, two wonderful queens um, that I perform with, uh, Miss Blair Williams and Miss Motion, um, both of which have been doing drag. Since before I was before I was even thought of, and they were doing drag before, you know, before it was okay to do drag. You know, they were doing drag when it was still taboo, and it was still, you know, you could get, you know, hate crimes for it, and and nobody bat an eye. So it really is a slap in the face, not only to us, to say that we have this whole grooming agenda and everything like that, but it's also a slap in the face to them because they fought so hard 
for this generation to be able to perform how they have. I mean, Miss Miss Blair has been doing drag for 30 years and so has Miss Motion. You know, that is, I mean, that's literally three decades of them just wanting to be who they are. And finally, when we get a chance to breathe, when we get a chance to exhale, boom, they hit us with something else. And it's like they just won't stop. And, you know, the, it's so funny to me, just the hypocrisy of it all, how everyone wants to talk about this, you know, this gay agenda, this, you know, all this other kind of stuff. When in reality, you are the one pushing an agenda. You are the one that is pushing a story. You are the one that is pushing this narrative of, oh, they all they want to do is corrupt. All they want to do is own. All they want to do is... Exactly. <laughs> exactly and they're so they're so like Ms. Poco said they're so afraid of their reality shifting a little bit that they will do anything that they can to darken any kind of story that you have any it doesn't matter if it's a positive it doesn't matter if drag helped you find who you are it doesn't matter if drag took you out of a dark place it does none of that it doesn't matter if the safest like you said the safest you've ever felt is at a drag show None of that matters to them because the reality of the situation is that we are shaking their reality and we are shaking their normal. So therefore we are different. So we scare them and scared people do a lot of stupid things um, and say a lot of stupid things. Um, and it honestly all comes down to ignorance. It all comes down to ignorance, uh, the inability to accept change, the inability to accept that someone might be different than you. Um, and like I said, it's, it's just an insult to us because like Ms. Coco said, we want nothing more than just to be the exact same. We want to be treated the same. But they push this story of, oh, they want to do this or they want to take away our children. They want to corrupt our children, all this other kind of stuff to keep us from being equal, to keep us from being seen as human beings. And as long as they can keep us from being seen as human beings, then they can keep us divided and they can keep basically the back and forth going and keep us under so yeah honestly like I just don't really see a problem with like you know drag shows and stuff like they're just playing this you know bigger part because they want to they want to break drag queens and drag kings down to the lowest where the drag gets them at their highest they want to just beat them down to the point where they're just oh it's just a figure of art or it's just but yet they think all drag queens are queer. Like I heard that people thought that all drag queens and drag queens were queer. When there's one straight one that I know of, Maddie Morphis is from RuPaul. Very, very interesting, very beautiful queen. I know many straight drag performers and you all know of many straight drag performers as well. They're just, well, yeah. Eddie Murphy identifies as a straight man. Guess what? Eddie Murphy does drag. Tyler Perry identifies as a straight man. Oh, but you can't say that, though. Tyler oh, but Perry, you can't say that. Like, this stuff has always been in front of you. And I don't know who decided to create this little narrative that, ooh, drag queens are out to get your kids. Drag queens are hunting down your children. Let me tell y'all a secret. Drag queen, mo most drag queens don't give a fuck about your kids. We are not looking out in the audience. Oh, I hope there's children out there. Honestly. No. Honestly. Honey, you're lucky if I can even see if you're out there. Honestly, with all them stage lights that's on me, you're lucky I can see a single face, to be honest we, with you. No, we're not worried about it. Like, honey, I'm spinning. I'm not worried. But <laughs> we are smart 
enough and respectful enough that if we know there are going to be people under the age of 18 in the audience, we're not going to come out there and do a strip tease. Exactly. We're not going to go out there and do some campy comedy number that involves adult sexual jokes. Yeah. Sexual- like, I like, know people like drag queens and drag kings would like- and make it work. Right. Yes, exactly. I can't tell you how many times that's that's why I was saying like it all comes down to ignorance because it's people who most of these legislators are spectating drag. They have not been in the world. They have not been in dressing rooms. They haven't been in queer spaces to actually experience, you mm-hmm. know, face to face contact with drag artists. So it all comes down to ignorance. I have literally been to multiple prides to where queens have been wanting to do one number and looked down the audience and saw a five-year-old and said hey no we got to change this we got to switch this up (laughs) we're going to switch this we're going to go from rihanna s&m and we're going to make it to moana like we're going to you know (laughs) i have seen i have seen you know drag queens adopt or and or excuse me adapt to their audience and it's no different than what any other artist would do. Um, also, I don't think, it also scares me because, and I think a lot of other people have this concern, but it's also, drag is being used as such an umbrella term. Yes. Also, it's being used as such an umbrella term that it's not only targeting drag kings and queens, it's also targeting trans people as well. So it's literally anyone who has identifying other than what they were born as, they can say, you're doing drag in public. No, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm just trans. No, you're doing drag in public. Boom, lock them away. Like, it's just so, it's so vague as far as what, was- exactly, as far as like what is permitted, what isn't. So with this umbrella term, it gives them almost that freedom to declare what drag is. And yeah. they, again, get to define what we are doing they get to define who we are simply by being like okay well i say you're doing drag in public so you're doing drag in public yeah i'm a trans woman as well and i have two children of my own if i want to go out in public say we go to the boardwalk there's somebody playing a saxophone on the boardwalk we're boogieing if somebody is bigoted like oh look at that trans person over there dancing mm-hmm. they're doing drag in public let's put her mm-hmm. in jail like it's easy as I can go to the gas station, pump gas. Oh, drag in public. No, mm-hmm. no, nothing. But I might have some booty shorts on and you know, cute little feminine top. But that mm-hmm. wasn't a her. So, you know, let's target her and throw her in jail. Exactly. I can I can definitely speak on the topic of people getting accused of being dra- of doing drag in public. I myself, I'm non-binary. I'm I'm five foot ten, five foot eleven. And I at times will dress as like very like very like I will like ha- I will I will have my um my chest binder on and I will still be wearing dresses. And and at this point I'm worried that like I'm worried that what if I were to move out of state and I were to um dress how I would normally dress would I then get like arrested for just being who I naturally am you better go to California (laughs) or Minnesota (laughs) that's something like 
that's the thing. Like we come from people think New York is so democratic that nothing's gonna happen to them. Yet when I when I was saw on TikTok, I was like Joe Biden was like, oh LGBTQ this, LGBTQ that, and I'm just like, but you literally have things like I know we can't speak about this because free free public podcast or whatever, but it's just like he has allegations against him that people have literally found in databases and stuff and he he's like oh lgbtq trans people i'm your president but it just seems like what have you done for lgbtq what have you done for trans you just sit yeah. back and watch and just be like Stand got our backs but where, where you at joe exactly like, mm-hmm. he just he just sits and watch he's just like Oh no! Wait, no. He actually sleeps. Sorry, he sleeps and watches. And, and he and he makes so many speeches about oh, chase your dreams and be whatever you want to be, unless it's a woman. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people. Exactly. I also not only do I see legislators against um this, but I also see a lot of uh, older people who are against this LGBTQ community. Yeah, I agree. it's just ignorancy, and they're just trying to shut it down completely. And it's not fair to the generation, not at all. They say, oh my God, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. And exactly this, this also, this happened one time, um, me, Zach Jordan, a couple, and a couple of our other friends who are trans and who definitely dress like it. And you can tell that they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're part of the community. Um, this, um, this little old white lady came um, came up to me and um, and handed me a Bible and said that I was going to go to hell for my gender and for my religion. Mm-hmm. And with the thing with that is that I'm just being me. This is who I'm. This is who I am. And that's and another is comes down to religion is. Um, people will, will try to use religion as a way to try and devalue you and make you somebody that you're not. Like, yeah, me, I feel like, sorry. You're good. I am an and LGBTQ, it, I'm an LGBTQ Christian. Like, I have went to church my whole life. I got kicked out of a church for being gay. And the church turned on me and was like, you can only come back to the church if you change your ways. And I said, nah, I, I'm, I'm good. Um, I'll find a different church. And I just looked around and I was like, there's actually churches who, believe it or not, actually support LGBTQ. Yeah. And my church was entered into the Pride Parade, Rochester Pride Parade. And we got comments and shit. We got like, oh, you're a church. You're not supposed to be here because you don't, you like not accept LGBTQ. And my pastor literally looked over at them and they're like, we accept it and I'll move on. Because that's because they want you to believe in what they believe in. But there's only there's one thing in the Bible that I do know of that and God said he wants everybody to be who he what he has. He has a plan for everybody. That's what he said. And if the plan is for everybody to be gay, trans or binary or lesbian, you know what I mean, then so be it. But that is not up to people to predict. And if you are predicting that you know, if you're restricting people from being those things and you are just not a true Christian mm-hmm. or whatever type of religion you go by. But here's yeah. the thing, at the end of the at the end of the day, when you die, whether you believe in God or not, God will stand before you 
and mm. test your judgment and guess what drag's not going to be on the list being gay is not going to be on the list um being a prisoner a criminal is not going to be on the list because god has forgiven you for all that and i'm not trying to push religion on you i'm just saying it's all been taken care of but yet people in the bible and people in churches be like yeah you're gay you're going to hell for that see you in hell okay but god has already forgiven that you, you have to keep in mind, though, a lot of these people, they were raised on this, this shit and they are heavily, heavily brainwashed because a lot of these organized churches, are, they're kind of like cults in a sense. They're not teaching it how it should Especially be taught. In the they have created it themselves, essentially. They have their own little rule book set aside. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people that are handing out Bibles and telling you that you're going to hell and you have to repent, they don't know that what they're doing is wrong. They think that they're trying to help you. They think that they're doing what's right. So you can't have hostility built in for these people. You just have to brush it off, you know, educate them on who you are, what you are, or you can mm-hmm. take that Bible and say, I appreciate your concern. I'm going to walk away. Exactly. Especially here in the South, like it is such a, you know, I mean, me and Miss Coco are in the Bible Belt, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I've been going to church since I was little. You know, everyone, you know, if you went over to anybody's house to stay the weekend, you better bring some church clothes because you go into one of them on Sunday morning, best believe. And so it's honestly what Miss Coco is saying is absolutely true. Um, they don't know any better. Um, they've been taught, you know, all of these ideas and the fact that we don't follow these ideas again, like I said, it scares them. It scares them because it's not their reality. It's not what they have come to believe is true. And you're right. You can't have hostility towards them because if you do that, you are no better than them. You just have to say, thank you. I appreciate it. And just walk away. Now, if someone is Bible thumping you is following you, that's when you have that chance to kind of set your boundary and be like, hey, this is not okay. Do not follow me. Like, I I hear your message. I thank you. Goodbye um, kind of thing. But also something else that I kind of want to touch on is I do understand. So like a lot of people, because a lot of people will use that as an excuse. Well, that's what I was taught. Well, that's what, that's how I learned to do things, you know? And my thing is, is that I grew up with a very, um, conservative white Christian home. Um, there was some, you know, racial things um, that were kind of beaten to my family and that were kind of taught to my family. There was also some religious things, but I think it also sometimes depends on the person, whether or not that they are willing to hear what you have to say and willing to hear and try and learn who you are because the thing is is that even though I'm, me and my partner were actually just talking about it the other day because no matter what my parents would tell me whether it was about racial racial issues or anything of that nature they were trying to teach that to me but I was not receiving it like I would still just kind of be looking a little sideways that doesn't sound right or I don't know if I agree with that or Even as a little girl, you know, I would get into it with my parents. Like, I don't understand what the problem is. I don't understand what the deal is. Like, they're just who they are. I am who I am. I don't understand why we can't just be. So you definitely, you definitely have to have like a balance of what ignorance you're, how much ignorance you're willing to deal with. Um, I do absolutely believe that you need to, because they do believe that they are just trying to help you. 
you know, yeah. they do believe that they are just trying to do the right thing and that they want you, you know, they want you to succeed and all these other things. But also if they are not willing to hear you and accept your no thank you or accept, well, right. let me try to tell you who I am. That's when it's time for you to block it off and walk away because there's no, there's no altering that at all. And you have to consider your safety at the end of the day, for sure. Especially in the Spanish culture, um, a lot of people are very, very, very strict in the LGBTQ when it comes down to the Spanish culture. Me being part Dominicano, um, you guys know King says, right? King say parties. There's a strict rule that once, like for a female that has a King say, she cannot get married to another female. When you have, when you, you're, when you have a King say, you're dedicating yourself to a, to being straight for the rest of your life. And that's, and I don't know if you guys knew that about a King say or not, but to me, that's one thing that, again, I don't feel like I like. I just feel like it's also just devaluing an individual that wants to grow up to be an adult, but also just is restricting them as they grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely but... didn't know who I was at 15. I'm going to say that for sure. I didn't know. <laughs> Honestly, if we're being completely honest, Coco, negative. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like we got about three minutes left. Um, it was really nice, you know, talking to you guys, meeting you guys, and hearing your voice because you guys really have an enjoyable you know like you guys have a strong voice and I feel like a lot of people need to like learn how to use their voice more because right now this is a very very hard time to live through um as for like you know drag queens and drag kings and just every other day people who want to be themselves feel like they can't even open their door like I know some trans people who don't feel like they can't open their door just to go outside because the bashing and you know looking and getting looks and stuff it's like they can't even leave their house so like it's it's a really important time for people to use their voice and speak out use like all the platforms they can you know Facebook Twitter Instagram TikTok Snapchat it's also Yes, it's also time to like, also in times like these, because I mean, it's no secret that we in the LGBT community, we can be real catty towards each other, we can be real shady, we can cut each other down, you know, we can, you know, and it's kind of sometimes the tee hee ha ha moment, but sometimes it really is effective, you know, with how we can kind of shut each other out depending on you know if other people identify how we think they should identify or whatever this is a time for us to be together this is a time for us to stand together and this is a time for us to show them that we will not back down that we will not falter that we are strong on the inside you know that we that we will stand together as one doesn't matter if you are gay bi trans non-binary it doesn't matter none of that we need to we need to not create problems within ourselves because if they see us faltering within our community then they are going to see a way in and they are going to see us as weak so we we need to stand together we need to support each other also while we are fighting back we also need to work on our issues as well so we just need to band together we need to stay together and show them like i said that we will not back down and we will not we will not back away and as Ms. coco said Contact your legislators. And let can, I, can I insert something? Yes. If you are in the South Carolina area and you are available on May 5th, we are having a march at the South Carolina State House. We're marching for 
um, our rights as drag performers. We're marching as for our rights as trans individuals and our rights as LGBTQ community members. Um, the march will start at 4 p.m. at the South Carolina State House. We're gonna go in a big ass circle. We're gonna have speakers and we're gonna let these legislators know how we feel. So if you're available, please come march with us. And I say, Ms. Coco, if you wanna post that on Facebook, I will for sure add you and I will share it because I, have know, some, I know some of my people that would gladly come up to South Carolina for that. We've so. got tons of posts already. Find me on Facebook. We'll start sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. We need as many people as we can get. It sounds Bye. good to me. 30 seconds left. I just want to say thank you guys for joining. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you guys for using your voice and just enjoy what we have and fight, fight, fight. It's all we can do is fight, fight, fight and use our voice. Um, nice to meet you guys. You too. You guys have a good yeah, night. Nice to meet you guys. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.